Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. Hola. What kind of cracks me up is I know that you guys are probably not in the same positions on your screen that I am, but I'm always pointing at the picture of whoever I'm calling in. So that's why I move my fingers as I'm doing it. And I think no one realizes that. Are you going to be really upset that I've like left the video screen and I'm just reading random stories on the internet while you discuss it and intro our show every week? And that's why I have a 34-inch monitor, so I can do both. I have multiple monitors, and you're still not up on either one. <laughs> you also don't have a camera. <laughs> Sorry. Like, there's a little box here that I can click that says camera required. I'm going to start doing that to make you get a camera. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I mean, not going to happen. Yeah, I know. Greg takes stand over $20 camera. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what have you all been watching this week? Uh, we, we, we have lost Johnny. <laughs> I think I, I killed Johnny. I don't even know what's happening right now. He, I don't even know if he realizes he's muted. He, he knows he's muted. Okay. He's, he's, he's he's having an issue right now. I think it's it, breathing. It, it um, started with laughing. It moved on to breathing. What is the Canadian number for 911? Exchange rate says it would be like, I don't know, 1311? Close. Oh, could you punch yourself because I'm too tired? <laughs> oh, man. That was good. That was good. Um, actually, nice little side note to that. I, uh, I went ahead and purchased myself a webcam. Nice. Are we watching, looking at you on it right now? No, no. If I purchase this, <laughs> I'd be getting my money back. Uh. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like looking like I'm cut from a live GIF, but no, I think we'll, I think we'll see an improvement in the quality there. And if we do get another camera, I think it'd be a great idea for the live recordings that we would stream to YouTube because then Richard can't cut everything. Are you safer? We don't. I'm just like, uh, by the way, uh, Canadian nine one one is apparently twelve thirty seven. I, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, what were you guys watching this week? Uh, Greg, go ahead and tell week? them your big news. I was watching CBT Nuggets, studying for my Azure test. I was real, real productive this week. I, I okay, so let's be clear what that is. Greg was watching tech videos. Tech videos, labs. Um, yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> that's uh, that's not going to be your recommendation for everybody this week as well, right? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Greg oh. recommends tech videos. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a live stream of you watching these videos. I'd subscribe in a heartbeat. I'd never watch sure. it, but I would subscribe. It'd be funny. <laughs> Me yelling at the screen. Yeah, exactly. What the hell do you mean? Sorry. <laughs> how do you completely gloss over that section? You just said you. I already know how to do this. This is the first time it's been brought up. Yeah, the Cisco does that a lot, but you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I I was just thinking about um. My my first year going to main campus at UC, I took uh, microeconomic theory. 
And as someone with an econ major, like you have to take microeconomic theory. And I'd already taken three econ courses at my previous division of UC. And I was like, this is going to be cakewalk. And I got in and I got this um, professor named Wolfgang with this thick Eastern European accent who would just skip over big sections, assuming we already knew advanced calculus. <laughs> so he would just be like, okay, so we're going to find the elasticity of demand. And I'm just sitting there writing elasticity of demand. And then he'd be like, okay, so I assume that you've already found the cube root and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm just like, what the hell's beta? Delta? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and you look around the whole class just sitting there glassy eyed like I don't know what the hell this guy's saying <laughs> those are the best classes though because you go in and it's like listen man anything I do successfully is 100% better than I thought I was going to do oh yeah I, by the end of the class I was like if I just get a C so I move on to the next class <laughs> this is a net win big time but that's a university man you need a 50 let's go just pass you just gotta pass that's literally it. I I still remember from that class. Uh, I set up I set up uh, some study sessions for the final. Yep. Because I was scared to death I wasn't going to have a C. And I was just like, okay, so I'm going to do some study sessions for the final. Anyone who wants to come can come. And literally, like the entire class showed up to the last one that we had. <laughs> and this one kid is sitting there on the phone to his parents going, I know I'm walking tomorrow, but I don't know if I'm actually graduating, Mom. I shouldn't have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I hadn't thought about that in a while. That's great. That was his last class ever. He, he retired after that. Oh, man. So, speaking of... Um, <laughs> you know what, though? I thought you were talking about the student. I'm like, God, he retired after that <laughs> <laughs> Off the stage and into traffic. That's where he walked. He's like, and I'm done. <clears throat> oh, man. That's funny. Okay. So, Jonathan, what have uh, you been watching? It wasn't the barrel of monkeys that Greg was into this week. Yeah. But uh, Ashley and I finally sat down and we watched Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Had you not seen that yet? No. Uh, so we actually, it was, it's kind of funny because I hadn't even really thought about watching it. And it was one of those things going in where I was kind of like, I think we're all preemptively aware of kind of what the general story is going to be. Like we saw casting choices. I think we even talked about like Richard, I think you and I discussed briefly before it came out um, the actual film. I don't and think it happened on the podcast. No, 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 no. This is just like yeah, just yeah, no, one of our regular, like, 1 a.m. I got nothing else to think about. Oh, Richard, have you seen the recent news for this? Because we have nothing yeah. better to do with our lives at that point of the day. Um, it was the film that I had hoped Suicide Squad was going to be to the DC universe. When you know you're going to get a team-up film, you're kind of like, okay, they're going to take all these characters that like I'm well aware of maybe 80% of them or so and put them in a film. I will say this. I think Margot Robbie is one of the best casting decisions that DC and Warner Brothers has made, period. I'm, I'm glad that they gave her a vehicle to kind of showcase that. Dude, it was just a fun film. I actually, like, it was just, 
we discussed this in the last podcast that I did a horrible job of sharing with everybody and making sure anyone listened to. And that kind of touches on the tweet that I believe Rob shared yesterday where he's like, look at this podcast. It has more hosts than listeners. And I was like, I feel personally attacked right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I felt that in my soul. (laughs) So it was was a really good film, man. And I mean, it it was kind of funny because Ashley's feedback on it is she's like, what happened to Obi-Wan? I was like, oh, he just, he, he went full dark side in this movie. There was, there was, he puts the mask on. He's a weird gimp. I, I just don't even know at this point, but uh, no, it was really fun, man. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm consistently impressed by Margot Robbie's ability as an actor to just be able to like bridge the gap between so many different types of roles that she's had. Um, I haven't had a chance to see Bombshell yet. I'm hoping to be able to maybe watch it this week. And, uh, yeah, it was, dude, it was just fun. It was a really fun flick, and Ashley loved it. She has a pet hyena, so I think she's a big, she is definitely a Harley Quinn mark after uh, after that film. Um, yeah, I I actually, I enjoyed it well enough. Um, my biggest issue with the movie is not an actual issue with the movie as much as it is the titling of the movie. Um. That was not a Birds of Prey movie. That was 100% a Harley Quinn movie that happened to have some of the Birds of Prey in it. And even then, like, I would, I I have to use that loosely because, like, the Black Canary never used any Black Canary powers. Like, (laughs) her power was, I carry a baseball bat. Like, And like that, that's the one thing that I think honestly did kind of leave me, for lack of a better term, annoyed. But it's not like I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was overall a pretty decent flick. Um, but if you're going into it because you're like, man, I really like the Birds of Prey. I can't wait to see them do Black Canary, you know, halfway faithfully. Mm-hmm. They did not. And they didn't do it with really any of the Birds of Prey. I mean, um, I was pretty impressed with Huntress, to be honest with you. I mean, like, they added a little bit. She was more of the straight man for that troop, which kind of made me laugh. Like, she provided some surprise moments of humor that, like, when she's trying to think of her name, and she's, like, going over it, and she tries to introduce herself, and then they're like, oh, you're such... A, I can't even think of the name of the family. And she's like, no, that's not my name. And she just, like keeps having those little mini meltdowns when she keeps being associated with like who her family was. Uh, it, it was just, there was a nice departure from the rest of the characters. Like Rosie Perez was fantastic in that movie. I, and I'm not saying any of the actresses were not fantastic. They were all really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Rosie Perez was great. Um, I can't think of her name right now, but the girl who played Huntress, Mary something or another, she was in the last decent diehard flick. Um, she she was great. It, like it, it, they they had a very good cast. Um, they just Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, um, and, and Journey Smollett was uh, was good as well. Like it. it Everyone that was in that movie was good at the role they were asked to play. Mm-hmm. They just didn't ask any of them to play the actual roles. 
Like, well, and that's where I think, yeah, they could have probably done a better job at focusing the title of the film because it does seem a little bit misleading. You're going in thinking it's going to be mostly about the birds of prey and it is definitely just like a Harley Quinn vehicle. At the same time, I love the name of the flick. It's huge. I don't even know how they're uh, going to hit it on the... Ah, come on, man. It was fun. I hate it. I Why? Hate it. Why? It's just... It's, it's gobbledygook. It's... I'm sorry. Is this something you wouldn't have seen on the silver screen in 1948, Richard? I don't know. I wasn't alive in 1948. I... You talk like you were, gobbledygook. Who says that anymore? It's, it's okay, it's word salad. Yeah, fun just, word salad. Who doesn't love salads? I love salad. Greg, do you I love, love salad? salad too, but yeah. I, this is a word salad that I don't appreciate. I think you're wrong, man. It's a it, fun it, name to say. I'll say it if, all day. If they had called it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, it would have been one thing. That sounds so generic. And that doesn't sound like fun at all. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Amazing. No one saw the movie. I did. This week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how much did you pay to watch that movie, Johnny? But to be fair... Um, we actually were supposed to see it and it was, I was in Chicago at the time and it was just, we ran out of time to be able to see it cause it was something we wanted to watch together. So yeah. yes, we, we have done a really good job. We saw Shazam. She got hooked on the DC universe at that point. So we've been going back through. Um, but you know what? Bring another one. I don't know. Greg, have you, did you, have you seen it? Nope. And not going to. That's hey man. I just, I was just. Just asking if you had, buddy. I This is definitely no. not one I would have been like, Greg, you have to see this. No. Right. We, we already had our moment of that before we started recording today. I, thought, <laughs> I honest to God thought that you watched this and that you were the one that spoiled the end for me. Me? Yeah. What uh, What about that name of that movie makes you believe I would have accidentally watched it? Take it that back. It's a great name for a film. It is not. Listen, John dies at the end. We don't take your feedback on this. For a film. No, it's not. No, it's it was not. A terrible. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather watch the Harley Quinn movie than that one. Also, uh, John died at the beginning. If we're being honest. Um. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, like it, that's. But that is honestly that that is kind of my whole thing with it. Like I, I did. I felt like it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. As long as you're not like, man, I can't believe they're bringing Cassandra Kane to the big screen. I can't wait to see her. She's my favorite Batgirl. Because it's not that Cassandra Kane. Like, it's they they go out of their way to basically ignore everything about the comics mm-hmm. and to just bring names. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, Victor just, Sass was great, by the way. It's just, it's it's still so weird to me because they really did like they brought comic Harley to life. (laughs) They just ignored everybody else. Yeah. But that's, that's your marketing piece right there. That's your marketing character. You're not going to market anything for DC using one of the other characters. Right. But I'm just saying like comic Harley is the hardest of them to bring to life. Disagree. Comic (laughs) Harley who runs around with a mallet. Uh, yeah, and they did it. I know, and I'm not saying they did it badly. I'm just They saying, even brought the hyena in, so stop telling me it's hard to bring it to the screen, because they did. 
I know, but that's my point. <laughs> they brought the hyena in. They brought the comp, the mallet, and they were like, uh, girl that screams really loudly as a weapon. Give her a bat. Yeah, but dude, what else? Like, what else are you gonna do? Actually, give her the canary cry. Or oh, hold on, hold on one second. I just, I, I, I got to bring in like the the unbiased opinion here, Greg. Yeah. Did you see X Men First Class? Yes. Would you be interested in a film that primarily starred Banshee? No. Okay, I didn't say primarily starred. <laughs> Nobody cares about developing Banshee. He's a secondary supporting character. Yeah, I'm not saying that you have to develop her. I'm just saying actually feature her. They did, right at the end. But they, no, they didn't. Sure they did. She screamed and everybody died at the end. <laughs> Credits. And scene. <laughs> Richard, what did you watch this week? Because you're going to have an aneurysm if we keep talking about this, and we're just going to laugh. Yeah. I'll, I'll just it's, let you guys know. He's it actually the stroke does, right now. It, just from the from you guys talking about it, I have thought about watching the movie. Because <laughs> you said it's a decent movie, and it, it is. You know, if it's, you don't follow the comics, you may like it. I, I mean, think that sounds the like in my is, wheelhouse. The title's misleading. I will say that. I just enjoy like there's. There's movies or there's things that like you just say and it's just like it seems fun. And that's what the title did for me. But again, I have ADHD, man. The colors and everything they put on the poster and the marketing, like I'm in, like boom, ADD is kicking in. Yes, let's see this movie. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would have gone with the title Richard suggested because I probably wouldn't see it. But I didn't even know it was a Harley Quinn movie until they changed the title. Yeah, and and they did do that. What like two weeks in? I think they changed it yeah. to the advertising, like Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Right. But, but now knowing that, I want to get the original poster because, like, that's going to be the one that's worth money now. Oh, the, but that's all. They, that's still all they sell is the original poster. Yeah. They 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 claim that movie theaters just changed the name to make it more apparent, or I don't know. Anyway, original poster is definitely very much still available. Yeah. Uh, what did you watch this week, Richard? That is a great question. Um, he doesn't know. No, I, I watched a lot of really kind of random crap. Um, what I, I watched the most this week is actually a documentary on Netflix on Tony Robbins called I'm Not Your Guru. Um, that's That's an odd title considering that's literally all that guy sells himself as. Yeah, it was... It was interesting to watch. Um, if you've ever heard of like a self-help seminar that costs, you know, a crap ton of money and people go spend a week at, this basically gives you like uh, kind of the the backstage view of that. So they show him talking to people and they show kind of how everyone interacts with it. Um it doesn't make me any more likely to ever go to a self-help seminar, but I did find it to be interesting. Okay. Uh, it's available on Netflix. Uh, one thing I will kind of warn you about, uh, Tony Robbins has a ridiculously foul mouth. So uh, just a heads up, it's not safe for work and not safe for uh, small ears to be around. Not the fact he looks like BoJack Horseman in real life? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... He... <laughs> He's like, if he and Sarah Jessica Parker had a kid, that's Mr. Ed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
But yeah, so I, I okay. watched that. I also watched uh, Johnny's Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. Um, I fell asleep about an hour in. Well, you're old. Uh, I, <laughs> I woke up and watched the last half hour of it. I don't feel like I really missed a whole lot. Oh my god. Um, but that being said, yeah, it was it was okay. How do you know you didn't watch it? Yeah, I watched you know, you'll an watch, hour and a half of the two hour something movie. You'll watch a whole film documentary on a dude that literally is just stealing money from people for a fleeting result. But kaiju, you just that's that's too far out of your scope. Well, you know, if the lead actor had a little more charisma, it'd be one thing. I'm going to stab you in the neck with a knife. Kyle Chandler is a fucking treasure. I just used RF bomb, and I'll hear nothing else. Uh... Don't you dare talk bad about the coach. We we will fight. <laughs> Greg, Uber a 911 emergency call or 1237, whatever the hell Richard said it was with a conversion rate, because he's going to need it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, how did you feel about the movie otherwise, though, Richard? Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like I said, it's it's a Saturday afternoon, like 2, 3 o'clock, when you're in between your plans for the day, if you need just like that rest, relaxation. Perfect film to bridge the gap. Because it's you can sit down, you can watch it, you don't, you don't really have to know what the plot is, because it's giant-ass monsters fighting. But that's... I, I thought it was interesting the way they presented Mothra, though, a little bit. And then I was sad. I was not happy with what they did. They did Mothra dirty. I'm not a fan. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was fine. Like, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I thought that the death at the very end was, as it was portrayed, was basically pointless. Um, but the trade-off is that they destroyed Fenway, so we're yeah, good. Yeah, and no, Michael no. Michael Wilbon's like, hey! <laughs> they destroyed Boston. I mean, let's be honest, for humanity's purposes, that's probably, that's a win. It's true. Well, I'm glad you watch it, Greg. You've already seen it, right? Yeah, I I liked it. Yeah. So, I think that's it's. I think that's one of those ones that we could revisit down the line once because they just announced. Did they just announce the release date for King Kong versus Godzilla? Unless they changed it again, no. But it's it's changed a bunch of times. I, I, I and I'm a terrible podcast host for not having this information readily available. That's why we have Richard with his multiple monitors. Um, I know that there was a news release about it this past May 21st of 2021. Okay. So we're less than a year. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's, that's probably, that's so far down the totem pole for news for the past week that like, I didn't even focus on it because there's so many other things that are just making me angry and I'm trying to be positive, but there's a lot of shit to be mad at right now. Uh, we're going to start off, though, and I do want to bring this up. This is the most relevant thing, because this is the thing Greg's most passionate about. Yep. They have Wonder once again... Why do you gotta cut my legs out from under me, make me look like Hank Hill's dad? <laughs> Son of a bitch. 
Now I'm just hobbling around with my knees for ankles, you bastard. <laughs> you're you're going to catch a receipt for that, just so you know. I never forget. <laughs> nice. Remember that. Uh, Greg, so I yep. know you've been very excited for Wonder Woman 1984. We've discussed it approximately zero times. Um, they've pushed it back now. It's not going to be coming out this summer. They pushed it back to, I believe Richard was telling me, October 2nd of this year. I know two of us are excited to potentially see this film, but I know one of us probably has a more realistic approach to this because <laughs> it's yeah. not just pre-existing bias. Why is it that you would be fine if they just scrapped the film completely? My biggest issue with everything I've seen trailer wise, everything is in the trailer. They bring back the guy that died. The guy, the guy he's the Greg is mentioning is Steve Trevor played by Chris Pine. If you don't, right. know, I love also, Chris Pine. Yeah. And I think you, I, I hated that they killed him in the first movie. And then all of a sudden in 1984, he's back. I don't like that. I don't, I literally, there's no way you can explain to me how he lived. So just, just to play devil's advocate, the concern you have about a film involving a woman that was craft from clay is that a guy was brought back from the dead. Yes. Okay. 100%. (laughs) Because he wasn't craft from clay. What? Uh, <laughs> I knew Richard was going to find some way to rip. There, there's, no there's no what if. what ifs on this one. This is this is going to be me watching from home <laughs> when it's on sale somewhere or on Netflix. Or Greg's Disney. about to be big mad because Richard's about to justify how they did this. What if <laughs> there is a supervillain who has the ability to make your heart's fondest desire come true? possible that's literally the only way that that would work well have i got good news for you you're seeing wonder woman 1984 in theaters again baby in theaters my ass i will have to have that in writing before i will go (laughs) see that movie uh and what if that supervillain happened to be played by the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I'd watch that. Literally, you have to explain to me in writing proof that that's what happens, and then I'll watch it. Um, so I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details because it's pre-release spoilers, but yes, that is basically what happens. Okay, then I'll watch it. <laughs> like, literally, I can be sold, but the issue I have is I don't like that. Don't make it jump the shark. Yeah. No, it's it's not. It, first off, the first movie took place in um, World War One. So I will be completely honest and tell you when they announced. No, it took place World War One. Oh, sorry. Two. It was one. <laughs> yeah. He was telling uh, you were number one. It took place in World War One, um, and the, just the general idea that Steve Trevor would even be alive in 1984 when they announced like, Oh, we're doing Wonder Woman 1984 and Chris Pine's coming back. I was just like, <laughs> he'd be a hundred years old. Yeah. Even if everything <laughs> else came into play, he would be a minimum of 90. <laughs> yeah. So how is Chris Pine coming back? Lazarus Pitt. Um, my, my biggest, my biggest issue with the movie now is like, 
we've already seen multiple things featuring featuring Wonder Woman in the current time frame. Yeah. And Steve Trevor is definitely not alive in any of them. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a spoiler for the second. This is like getting on par with like Uncle Ben levels of I get it. He dies. I don't yeah. need to see it over and over and over again. Exactly. Like that's <laughs> that is my biggest issue with it. It's like, okay, here is Steve Trevor. She has just gotten him back. I already had to watch his ass die once. And you're telling me in the second movie, I'm going to have to watch him die again. Hell yes. Right. Like, are we just going to go ahead and just mail this in and we're going to say Wonder Woman 3 is in 1999 and Steve Trevor is going to come back and start shopping at Hot Topic and have a goth phase and then die a third time? I, I, and this was kind of my issue with X-Men Apocalypse is that we've had so much happen in like current continuity. Why do we keep going back? Like I are it's it's literally that we're like we know Cyclops dies in X-Men. I don't care about seeing his character development right now. Well, and that's but and that's honestly that's a big part of my issue with um that's a big part of my issue with uh, a, a lot of these movies uh, that decide they're going to do prequels is I, I've already seen how it ends. Like, if you want to give me a yeah. prequel that's breaking new ground, I'm fine with it. And that's where Captain America the First Avenger was perfect in that sense because they tied it in and they were able to work with it and expand beyond it without giving anything away. Similar to Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with those to inject as long as they have a plan. And I think that's where DC falls short. I I don't think they have one solid plan. I think they have a bunch of people having these conversations and nobody's on the same page. I relatively agree with you on that. I think that somewhere along the way they were like, oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we know that they have had plans, but... Warner Brothers doesn't seem to want to stick to a long-term plan. Like they're like, okay, cool, we're gonna make, uh, we're gonna do Batman and Superman, and then we're gonna do Justice League, and we're gonna have all these movies kind of dovetail together. And then they're like, oh, well, uh, by the way, uh, you know, we're gonna get rid of Zack Snyder, and we're gonna change this, and oh, we're gonna put Jeff Johns in charge. He's or... in charge of one movie. Snyder had back out that's not really a little bit of both because supposedly his his movie was almost entirely completed and they went back and reshot a shit ton of it yeah but i don't think they would have done it if he had remained i think we would have actually gotten the version that we're going to pay to see a second time hopefully in its entirety with 60 million dollars worth of reshoots with a, a lot of money <laughs> something or another so I will say this, I will pay full rental price, whatever we need to do to see it, because I want to make sure that that film, the re-release, makes its money back. My concern now is that they're going to like, because you know how these studios work. They're going to take the money that they make from the cut and combine it with the original theatrical, and that's how they're going to try and justify what the box office was for. It. It's coming. Well, they're going to do it. And I don't think it's cool to do that. I want to see what the cut, the Snyder cut, I want to see what the Snyder cut makes. Hold them as two, because they are. They're two completely different films. Well, 
number one, the Snyder Cut's going to be on HBO Max in the U.S. How many people do you think sign up? That's, that is going to be the most interesting um, answer because if they get, for example, a million subscriptions on day one mm-hmm. of the Snyder Cut being released, uh, you can pretty much guarantee the movie's going to make its money back at that point. Yeah. Because those people aren't going to sign up for a single, you know, one movie and then cancel. They'll sign up for a few months. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how that goes because HBO Max has been, um, I, I've liked it since I've had it for the last, you know, week or so. But there have been a lot of people that have kind of given it a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, and kind of rightfully so. I mean, they announced this week that half of their DC movies are going to leave on July 1st. And it's just like, you are Warner Brothers. You yeah. own these movies. You own HBO. Yeah. Why did you cut a deal to put these movies on another service? So they're doing the launch. <laughs> they're doing the opposite of what Disney did, where Disney is trying to get all its properties back. Like, Disney still has stuff leave every so often, but Disney isn't like, hey, come watch, you know, I don't know, uh, Star Wars Rogue One. And they don't build an entire marketing around watching Star Wars Rogue One. And then less than a month and a half after releasing the service go, oh, by the way, Star Wars Rogue One isn't here anymore. Mm Hmm. No, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's I'm happy, Greg, that we have convinced you to maybe see it. Yeah. To I, get back well, to the original point. Like, so yeah. if there's a way that it honors the comics and still justifies or at least explains what's going on. And I mean, the funny thing is, is Steve Trevor's not even the thing that I'm most annoyed about ahead of the release of this film. It's actually Kristen Wiig is Cheetah. Like, I I can't, man. Like, unless there is a load of CG going into that character, we're taking her to be a, like, not even just a villain, but, like, one of the villains from the Wonder Woman universe. Kristen Wiig? Really? Did I miss something where she put on, like, 15 pounds of muscle mass? Well, I mean, look, I honestly assume that they're going to work something out to make her look a little more imposing when she is cheetah don't get me wrong she's a phenomenal actress but like her presence on screen as Kristen wig is not going to do it for me well i mean look it, I, I don't know any other way to put this gal gadot's a twig i don't know man i saw her workouts dude i'll i'll i will suspend disbelief because i know she's physically capable of doing some things that most of society can't do from a physical oh, standpoint. I, look, hold, hold on. Let me be clear. I'm not saying I'm in better shape than her. I'm not. <laughs> way, way, way better. She's like, she's probably top one point or top, probably top point one percent of the world in by way of shape. Yeah. But my point being like, if you look at Gal Gadot when she's on a red carpet or whatever, she looks like a twig. Mm. But when they put her in the wonder woman outfit and everything else she looks great right you know she she is passing by way of looking like someone that could kick an ass or two yeah uh so yes i firmly believe that 
by the time they're done with Kristen Wiig and however she's going to look at Cheetah, she will look physically imposing enough to be believable. Greg, you heard it here first. I'm calling BS on that. And I think it's going to be the one thing that we all see in that film. And we're like, yeah, not bad. Could have been better. Right. That's what I'll say. Not bad. Could have been better. That's just my approach to the whole thing. Um, Outside of that, there's actually, while we're just talking about characters and kind of bringing everything back in, did you guys see the list for the former Fox Marvel characters that Marvel Studios can actually now use? Uh, I have not. So (laughs) I know we watched this film. (laughs) And Richard, you loved Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. Anyone who's listening to this knows that. (laughs) Can we just agree that Marvel Studios would do a much better job with Victor Von Doom than previous iterations? Not that the first two were terrible. They weren't great. Not bad. Could have been better. That's like Kirby's Batman. Yeah. Hey, easy. (laughs) I will watch Batman 89 and Batman Returns any day of the week because I still enjoy those films, even though the effects don't really hold up very well. They're very 80s effects. Like, but the nice thing is that Silver Surfer and Galactus, they now have access to. Doctor Doom is another one. Super Scroll, which seems weird because I would have thought they would have had that before they used the scrolls. Yeah, but Super Scroll's separate, and he is generally a Fantastic Four villain. So that's one, two, three. That's four huge, huge individuals from the Fantastic Four universe. I need it. I need it, I need it, I need it. And I know we've said this about Spider-Man, where it's like, dude, I'm tired of this Spider-Man. But we got the new ones, and I think, for the most part, we all agree like those were great films. Yeah, I I think that the thing that, like, there is an appetite to see these characters done well. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, after you've seen them done poorly. Like, a lot of people, but a lot of people saw um, Spider-Man, even the, even the fucking Amazing Spider-Man series. The garbage Amazing Spider-Man series. <sighs> And after that, they were like, you know, I just want to see Spider-Man done well. And Spider-Man has been done well, and it has done well. Yep. Um, what I do find a little bit interesting, and I'm gonna see, I'm gonna make sure I can back this up. Um, let me let me look it up real quick before I say this. Oh, what are you potentially gonna say to see if I can shed any light? I do think that there is a certain amount of. Um, there is a certain amount of the Spider-Man stuff where I think they have turned a few people off. <laughs> Spider-Man three, probably well, the biggest no, factor. <laughs> no, I mean, like if you notice, like, and I haven't looked it up recently, but I want to say that Spider-Man homecoming just quite didn't make the money. I would have thought it did. But I think people were cautious before they went into that. I think if we had established a little bit more that character ahead of, like, bring him, because it came out before Civil War, correct? After Civil War. Uh, They came out after Civil War. Yeah. No, I could see that as kind of being a little bit of a surprise. 
maybe they just didn't do enough to get, but I also think the hesitation was still knowing that it wasn't necessarily completely under Marvel's control. Well, I think people, and I think people were burnt out, man. Total honesty. I think people were burnt out on the character. And no, I, I agree with you. And that's the thing is I, I think to a certain extent they were built burnt out on the character. Um, and that's kind of the thing where it's like, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, it, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it made bad money, but if I told you Spider-Man being made under the Marvel banner was going to make $880 million. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, let's use um let's use Captain Marvel, for example. Captain Marvel um, was going to make over a billion. Yeah. $1.1 billion. You would be at least a little bit shocked by that. Not because Captain Marvel is a bad character or anything like that, but because Spider-Man is legitimately the biggest superhero in the Marvel arsenal. And... Mm. It's pretty much him and Wolverine. And they came out with a movie specifically about Spider-Man. And it was just like, okay, um, it's in the Marvel banner. It didn't make a billion dollars. So to touch on something we discussed earlier, I think the easiest way to have maybe made more money, take Homecoming out of it. What, I, just I just, Spider-Man? Yeah. I, I think they just kind of lost... I think that limited their ability to market the film. I, th- I think it was just, it's too specific a title. Just keep it focused on what the subject matter is to get people interested. Is If you think about it, think about the social media reach. How much harder is it to be able to do that without using the entirety of the film name? Because that's how we generate interest in things now, right? Is It's yeah. going to be the hashtags. That's how you get more exposure to it. And that homecoming hashtag was not a small one, man. And, if you only have, I think at the time it was still 128 characters, whatever it was, you're going to give up that much space. It's just, from a marketing standpoint, I think they shot themselves in the foot by calling it something so lengthy, but I I could be wrong. Um, I just, I think it's interesting that we do have some more characters that are accessible to Marvel Studios now. I know Greg, <laughs> Greg's just kind of like laying on the floor drooling right now. He's like, oh my God, can we move on? And you're absolutely correct. Yes, we can move on. I think it bears repeating, um, but I don't think we're done with that kind of news because I think with the way everything's going, there's no E3 that like there's Comic-Con's not happening this year either. So I think we're going to get some big announcements this summer from some of those studios. So maybe we'll, we'll hold out having anything more than we've already invested in this subject until we have something a little bit more substantial to be able to discuss. Um, and I know Greg's kind of the more the gaming guy than either one of us. Um, how do you feel about Mortal Kombat and Rockstar being bought up by your favorite company? Oh Lord, that's just a, what's what it's going to do is just kill those areas. Well, Rockstar has a big you know fan base, so mm-hmm. they're going to be at the careful be careful with that one, but. You know, with the big announcement of the PS5, and then the big announcement they said is they're bringing GTA 5 to the PS5. People were pretty mad about that because they how were many, expecting more. How many consoles do we need that game for? I mean, 
I don't know. Is it on a Switch? I don't even know if it's on the Switch. No, but I just mean, how many times have they re-released that game? For it's like Skyrim. Like, for generations of consoles. I, I don't get... Right. We can't even have backwards compatibility to PS3, but you're going to give me GTA Five again? Who's yeah. going to buy a new cutting-edge generation console and be like, you know what I really want to play? This PS3 title that I want to pay top price for again. Right. Oh, my God. My well, the, the nice yeah. thing is, I'll just quickly say this, anything that's in development by Rockstar right now, any of that, because I know that they have a Harry Potter and a Batman title right now. Yeah. Um, none of those are going to be changed, but I think it's going to be a licensing deal. So the nice thing is the new Batman game that's coming will not be under EA unless they're using like being licensed by it. So like they don't have their fingers and you'll be able to tell because it's happened with every game that has flown under Activision EA. Those games have suffered every single time. And it's, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell you that it's not going to happen. 100% it's going to happen because they can't get out of their own way and they don't care. Right. It's almost like Activision and Bungie. Yeah. I mean, Bungie, I, I, they had, they, that was like the <laughs> clearest way. Like that's the reason why Bungie split from Activision is yeah. because what they wanted them, they wanted to force them to do Yeah, with the, with the releases. And EA is going to do that to everybody that's out there. Cause that's what AAA titles do now, yep. which is the reason why I don't buy AAA games anymore. Like it, the last game I bought that was AAA was, Oh, I bought Minecraft dungeons. But that's that's a different that's a different breed of animal. Yeah, are you surprised I mean, that it's going to be Mortal Kombat underneath EA as well? Um, not really. I mean, that's that. I mean, that's usually typical for what EA does. Is when and as soon as it starts like losing, um, possibly like losing importance or like stop being as friendly or people liking it, they're literally just going to stop making money they're just kill the kill the developer off so okay yeah it's i i i know traditionally what ea has done to new titles that it has been able to pull under its umbrella and i just it's 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 disappointing man because i mean i think primarily for like us with activation right like the three of us were heavily involved in the blizzard universe and now I don't even know. Richard, are you still playing like classic or any of those titles? No. Yeah. See, and it's dude, I have a bloody Arthas Menethil tattoo, my entire left forearm and the universe in which he exists. I don't even play that title anymore because the way that they change it with the microtransactions and the way that they've gone into production and how they've killed the actual atmosphere and the vibe of that title. It's really disappointed me. Um, I think my last run with Warcraft was probably the easiest time to quit. And it's gotten increasingly easier as the quality and production of those titles has gone down. And now we have the next expansion coming out. Richard, what was it? September for the next one? Yeah, it's September or October. I think um, it's September. I feel like it's September. And what's wild to me is that like, I kind of regret buying it months ago because I I, I already know I'm going to get about two weeks into it, play through the storyline, and I'm not going to care because endgame content is just the same nonsense over and over and over and over again. I want a story-driven game. That was the appeal of 
uh, Lights of the Old Republic, or the the MMO for Star Wars that's still yeah. out. It's a free-to-play. Because there's so much story-driven content that I don't have to worry about player versus player. I don't have to be in an endgame group where it's like committing four nights a week of my life. I don't want that. Oh, God. And that's why I've gone back to consoles now because like I can just turn it off and that's it. There's nothing saying I can't do that with Warcraft, etc. But you're paying every month. And if you're not going to invest the time to get the money out of it, there's no sense. So honestly, until I'll probably play it for the month that the expansion releases because you get the 30 days when it goes live, I'm probably not going to renew it. I'm probably not going to play it again until they decide to go free to play. And it's I'm telling you right now, it's going to come to that. They'll still offer subscriptions. They'll do the Star Wars model where it's like you can pay to play and get further advanced. It's an advantageous scenario if you still pay to play as opposed to free to play. But for someone like me who just wants to log on and maybe play a mini storyline in a single zone and be like, cool, I maybe I'll play next week. I'm just, I, I'm done with the model that Activision and EA has implemented outside of, they even did it to NHL. There's microtransactions across the board. Look what they did to Battlefront 2 initially. They had to fix that game through, through follow-up releases and patching because of how mad people were about it. Yeah. Battlefront no, 2 I... should have been one of the best games that they did. And it did not, it's actually a phenomenal game now, but they didn't fix it until they had already lost all the momentum they had going into release. Well, and a big part of the problem was Battlefront 1. Battlefront 1 was at best mediocre at release as well. Mm -hmm. And like for for me personally, like I disliked Battlefront 1 enough that I didn't even bother with Battlefront 2 because I was like, uh, you know, there are certain series that I will at least read reviews on. Mm-hmm. And when Battlefront 2 came out, I was like, okay, let's check and see if they fixed any of the bad shit from Battlefront 1. And they oh, didn't. all of the reviews said it's awful. Yeah. Guess what I'm not going to pay any attention to from here on out. Yeah. And, and that was it for me. Like the yeah. w- once I saw that, I was just like, I'm I'm not screwing with this. This according to this, this is not good. So I yep. don't care. And I went back. I've downloaded all the most recent updates for that game. But my other issue with it is (laughs) if you have a PS4, you know what I'm talking about. The volume level I have to set on my TV to be able to hear anything in that game because of how loud my system is running the title. Dude, hell no. It's, I, anyone that plays console games, if you hear your system rev up that much, you're probably not playing that game for a real long time. Well, and um, I think that has as much to do with the PS4 as it does anything else. Yeah. I've I've read a decent number of um, different things over the years where basically, I guess, the PS4's fan just collects dust like it's his job. Mm-hmm. And people will crack open their PS4, clean out all the dust that's on the inside, and it'll run like the day it was new again. I've done that but, probably six times. I bet you I do that every four months. But I mean, that's, I don't know, like that, that kind of frustrates me because when I buy a console, my biggest reason why I like console gaming, and I do PC gaming as well, mm-hmm. um, but the biggest reason why I like console gaming is I can just buy a console, sit it on my TV stand, 
plug it in and for the next like five to ten years depending on console lifespan it will play any game that i run on yeah and i don't i don't have to worry about upgrades i don't have to worry about cracking it open so when you have a console who has essentially a known defect that the thing collects dust like it's a freaking vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. um that really that annoys the piss out of me yep it really does because like i just want to i want to put my goddamn game in and play that's what yeah. i want i don't want to have to worry about trying to figure out where the hidden screws are to take off the top of this thing Greg, I know you've been pretty silent on this. I figured you would have been all over this subject like a pit bull on a steak. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a... I've always been a PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason for me to play console because I don't like the controls. That's just all it is. I like keyboard and mouse. I've always liked that way. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so, seeing some of the PS, PS5 stuff, I'm like, that's really cool. But the biggest issue I have with that is the PS5 and the new Xbox are both based off AMD chips, and AMD has some of the worst window or Windows drivers. Yeah, it's just nuts when you think about it. They have some of the most amazing optimizations in consoles that do amazing stuff, but they're limiting then, it by their own tech, right? Yeah, but at the same time, I I could be wrong, but I believe the current generation of Xbox is based on an AMD chip, and I th- it's possible the current PlayStation. They all are. No, all I mean, of I'm, them. Talking about, I'm talking about the one and the PS4. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that necessarily drivers are going to be that big of an issue when it's how they're all currently also made. Yeah. Um, I. Just... I th- I think most Xbox generations have been. They've all been AMD, except for I think the first one. The first one was was uh, Intel. Uh, it's you know I I've already learned my lesson. I'm not going to jump on the first generation for the PS5. I'll wait until the second one decides to hit because anyone that's bought a console knows like. Day of release, probably not your best bet because that's where all the issues start to come out at the forefront. And I am totally okay because they're still going to release titles for PS4. And the nice thing is that the 5 is going to be backwards compatible for most titles. I'm guessing all new titles coming out will be backwards compatible with the 5. Um, but I'm no, man. I, I've never jumped at day one release other than Xbox. I got the ring of death and I decided I will never do it again. Yeah, so I I have generally been a year of release buyer, if not day of release, um, with most consoles since kind of it it got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, since I got the ability to buy my own consoles. Um, and it, to be completely honest, like I'm at a point now gaming wise where like I still consider myself primarily an Xbox gamer. I have a PlayStation for a couple main things, which is MLB the show and Spider-Man. Yeah. Ooh. We're gonna uh, touch on that quickly just before we get off of this episode as well, because there's an awesome release announcement for Spider-Man. Yes. And and that's kind of my thing though, is similar to what you're saying. Um I kind of noticed that Spider-Man is Oops. Uh, Spider-Man is coming and 
I kind of feel like they're going to release it for PS4 too. Mm-hmm. And as long as they do that, I'm okay waiting a while on my PS5. Yeah. Well, and it's it's nice because I will say this, and I don't think it's being, you know, it's not a hot take. Into the Spider-Verse is probably the best Spider-Man film that we've seen. And I it's I know people are going to say, oh, Toby McGuire, dude. The issue I had with Spider-Man when it first came, and don't get me wrong, you guys both know Spider-Man's like my <laughs> probably my number one outside of Ben Grimm, but Toby Maguire running across that rooftop looked like an 85-year-old man, and they completely lost me in that film because of that. It just he looked like a weird turtle that got dehydrated when he was running slow-mo to like prep for his first jump across the building. And I know it's a super weird thing to like be critical of. But, like, why you got a 30-year-old man playing a high schooler? You know what I mean? And then they did it with Andrew Garfield again. Dude's, what, 32 when they filmed that? Well, tell me Peter Parker in high school is 32-year-old man. So, for me, no. Um, Greg, did you see Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, I really like that. Where would you put that one as far as the Spider-Man films go like where in order of t- in terms of like your personal favorite, where would you put that in the list? I feel like it's probably top three for each of us. I'm just yeah, wondering. That was my favorite one. Okay. Like literally there's, I didn't like the Tobey Maguire ones. So I didn't really care for that. Andrew. I don't think I even saw the Andrew Garfield ones. I may have saw one of those. <laughs> yeah. But I, I liked um, Tom Holland as Spider-Man and yes. I liked this with Spider-Verse. So, I, I, I would still, and I know people are going to have varying opinions, but I would put Into the Spider-Verse at number one, and then I would go Homecoming and Far From Home is two and three. Um, so for them to decide that the next title for ins- it's Insomniac Games that produces that, right? The Spider-Man game? Yes. Okay, so for them to decide, now the next expansion of that is going to be the Miles Morales universe. Dude, I am 100% behind that. Yes, give me that game. It looks beautiful. The early gameplay footage. Now I get it. It wasn't like true gameplay. It's that unquote gameplay footage where it's kind of like cinematic cutscenes instead of actual gameplay. Um, it's, it looks amazing. I love that they're using that character. I just vary it a little bit. I'm excited for this new generation for Marvel Studios where we're going to get some varied characters taking over the mantle for some of their properties as well and and i get that it's people are worried that it's too pc or there's like an agenda but like there's nothing i don't care what someone's background is in the role of that character just have it be a good actor that i can believe the character they're representing that's all i care about do right by the character that's it that's all i'm asking for and they did an amazing job with Miles Morales as far as the film goes. And I really hope the game steps up and does the same thing. Because that that's that Spider-Man game they just put out, just put out like two years ago. Probably one of the best games that we've seen for PS4. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the Miles Morales Spider-Man game as well. Um, and I'm really excited for them to continue the uh, Spider-Man series when that happens as well. <laughs> um I I I I'll just wait, just wait. Uh I really don't know that there's a whole lot else. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about this week, Greg? Was there anything from like 
Oh, what was the deal with, uh, was it League of Legends? The CEO for the company decided to open his mouth? Oh, I, I saw that. I ignored it. Just okay. got being an idiot. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know enough about it, but I was curious if it was going to be similar to the situation with like the CEO from CrossFit, where ultimately at the end of the day, they ended up asking him to step down and yeah. move away from it. But what I did see is that apparently with that studio, like there's a history of some not great humanitarian things going on. Oh yeah, riot. Yeah. yeah. They've been sued multiple times for a lot of dumb stuff. So good luck. So <laughs> does that mean we're no longer in support of that studio or its properties? I'm I really never have been. Oh, okay. So. I don't know enough about it, but like I I'm always interested to see as I said, I want good people in the positions that we need them to be in because it doesn't matter what you produce, what you do. If it's not good people doing it, I'm not into it, man. I'm out. The yeah. same thing with Starbucks this week. Ashley and, and I'm a Starbucks guy. No longer. Um, but I mean, that's how we speak. And we don't want to get into great details about the things going on. But the best way we can do anything is to speak with the money. And I think really deciding not to invest money in certain companies that don't really prioritize human beings or everybody i think that's the easiest way for us to be able to make the biggest difference and it's nice to see the it's nice to see that that's happening in the gaming community where we're starting to see a financial repercussion for some of these companies that need to work on getting better people in the company itself so right. it was it was interesting to see that and i we're definitely not done with it i don't know if you guys saw this richard i know you're going to kill me for wanting to bring this up what happened in nascar this week is one of the biggest things to happen in sports in a very long time. It doesn't uh, bother me at all that you brought that up. I, okay. I want to send it to you. It's Shut up. Take credit, steal my thunder. I don't need the help. <laughs> um, I, I love that, if you guys don't know, Bubba Wallace is the only, I believe he's still the only African-American NASCAR driver. And he took a stance and maintained it to have the Confederate flag removed from events, as well as the locations and sites that NASCAR holds races. And they actually did it. They have banned the Confederate flag moving forward permanently. Um, Thank goodness. And what Years I late. love, I, I love it, man, because like we're seeing where, despite anybody's feelings about it, there's no need to have that flag displayed anywhere, but maybe a museum in reference to something that was a turning point in American history. That's it. So for me, I, I, I was really happy about it. He turned around and he actually at Martinsville drove a car that was a black lives matter sponsored vehicle with signage and everything on it as well. Amazing. Good for him. I'm glad he stepped up. You're seeing an exodus of people, as fans from NASCAR, which I don't think is a bad thing, because now you're going to get people coming in who maybe didn't have any interest in following that sport previously. So for me, I think that was a huge moment this week. Um, I did touch on Michael Wilbon discussing his issue with some of the rampant racism in Boston, which if you've ever been to Boston, you're not hearing anything you didn't already know. But for the Boston Red Sox to come out, and own it and say, we know this is a thing. We have dealt with it. We're going to continue to try and eliminate it. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first major sports franchise to recognize that they've had this going on. 
so I mean it's 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 been an interesting week in sports. I know we don't really talk about sports that much on here, hit or miss sometimes, but it, the NASCAR thing, I I really can't overstate how important it was to have that happen this week, especially for something that I don't think it surprises anyone was probably considered a safe haven for people with a certain mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah. So good on them. I think it's amazing. Uh, I've even said like, I will probably be more likely to start casually falling, following the sport. I mean, left turn, left turn, left turn. I'm probably going to get about 20 minutes into my first race and be like, you know what? I'm good. (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I've seen how this goes. I've seen this play. Uh, but you know what? Good on it, man. I, uh, I'm really, I'm really happy to see some forward progress on a lot of fronts as it pertains to professional sports, unless you're an MLB fan, in which case we're not getting a goddamn season the end. Womp womp. (laughs) Uh, outside of that, I know we said what we were watching. Greg, do you have any recommendations for the week? I didn't really watch a lot, so. Um, the only thing I saw saw was that Dave Chappelle thing. That was amazing. Oh, okay. Do you just want to give us a quick rundown of what it was? I did hear that there was a new Dave Chappelle special. Um, it's one of those things you got to watch it. Like that, okay. That's something I yet to see somebody speak with that much passion in a while. Okay. Um, so just watch it. You won't, you won't regret it. Where can we find that? It's on YouTube. It's free. It's like 27 oh, wow. minutes. Okay. Cool. I think it was like number two trending on YouTube for a while. It had like 11 million views in 24 hours. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's, it's fairly important to watch. Excellent. Uh, Richard, what are you telling everybody to watch this week coming up? That is a great question. Um, I've talked about it previously and I feel like I've spent probably too much time on talking about the DC universe app and (laughs) things like that, but I'm going to go ahead and say my what to watch is now four episodes deep of star (laughs) girl. I know we're going to have a listener that is going to ardently disagree with you. Uh, A good friend of mine decided to put it on his media server and half an episode in said, don't worry. I've already removed it from the server. Uh, I disagree with that greatly. I enjoy it. That's um, I want Greg to watch it because I want Greg's review of the show. Lord, please. I should have some time this week to watch something like that. So it's either Doom Squad or that. So pick one. How about, how about, no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm going to start. I'm going to finish Doom Patrol. Greg, let's do that not this week, the week after. You do Stargirl this week, and then you and I can watch Doom Patrol, and we can talk about it because Richard's already talked it to death. Okay. Um, and then you and I can give our review the week after for Doom Patrol itself. Sounds fine. Okay, so Richard, you got Stargirl. Greg, you got the Dave Chappelle special on YouTube. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a book. So in the last couple of weeks, I picked up a copy of The Joker, the Black Series book from Brian. Oh, I always pronounce his last name wrong. Azarello. Azarello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say it was 2013 for this series. Because it, it's not the new Black Series that's actually releasing in, it's August now, right? For Joker. Yeah, something like that. Um, I found a copy of this book for eight bucks. And I mean... It's, it's interesting because it definitely has more of a vibe 
of Heath Ledger's interpretation. But it is it it is a character study in the Joker. If you want to read who the Joker is in less than fifty pages, it's going to be this trade. So yeah, I'm going to give everyone a recommendation for a book this week. It's going to be that. Joker Black Series title from Brian Azzarello. I know there's another writer on it. I apologize profusely that I can't remember the name of the individual. Um, Outside of that, if you're looking for some games, I know that the new season of Destiny 2 came out. We're not going to talk about that right now. I may actually talk about it on the next episode because there's a lot to cover with that as well. Uh, But yeah, if you have any recommendations for us, Richard, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, At Richard Versus. Greg? I'm at Woe Gregory. Ah, I love it. He's got the throwback Twitter handle still. We're we're not letting go of the <laughs> nope. whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's not squared because that would be four woes. It was the trifecta. And you can get a hold of myself and Richard through our Facebook page, which will hopefully be a little more active this week coming up. And if you want to get a hold of me directly, I can be reached through our Twitter account uh, versus podcast. With a uh, underscore. underscore versus podcast underscore or at Johnny Rudo on Twitter. That is my personal account. Outside of that, Richard, do you want to send him home? Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>